Welcome to Let's Drone Out, the original and best drone-themed podcast. We record the show live on a Thursday night on youtube.com forward slash Let's Drone Out, and our lovely patrons help with the editing costs. These are... Wacky Wes. Mikey Dread. Art Faulkner. Carlos Campos. Thank you. Let's Drone Out Hello and welcome to Let's Drone Out. Tonight we have Greg from Menace RC. Hello everyone. We've got Painter 360 for half the show. Bonjour. Um, we've got Andrew slash Frank. Good evening. Everyone's favourite curry kitten. Hello. And we will have NJ in about five minutes. <laughs> so he, he will magically appear, and I'm uh, I'm bright until I fly. Uh, welcome to the show. Where's Greg gone? Oh, he's back. All oh, right, okay. Was it one of the, was it one of those where you do that that drink? Yeah. Hey! I've got, I've got tea, no? <laughs> right. Oh, I'm uh, so apparently, we've got a world exclusive from old men. <laughs> uh, there's a there's a long story between painless. And then if Painless, I think, asked for something, and then <laughs> he tried to make it, and then you guys tell the story, go. <laughs> <laughs> so, bearing in mind we've got an hour, we can probably tell the slightly longer version of this. Um, but, Greg, do you want to kick it off and explain how, how, how this idea came about, and we'll kind of work up to the un- okay. un- unveiling. Okay. Western Park, we all love it, don't we? And um, for a couple of years running, um, I go go to Western Park, meet up with Lee. We have a little chat, um, have a pint, a pint, and we discuss ideas and things that the hobby needs. And Lee came up with a really good idea. Um, so this was this was a long time ago. And, this, was, uh, this was summer 2018. This is how long ago? Yeah. Well, this is two years ago. How long two ago? years, yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah. Lee, Lee had this idea, and we discussed it. I liked the idea. Um, it took me a while to um, sort of warm to it and sort of come up with how it was going <laughs> to, how we were going to execute it, uh, and then started working on it. So... Shall, shall I explain the problem that I kind yeah. of that I, I've got? Go so the, the problem that I've got as as a wing flyer is that every time, and those of you that watch the channel and watch me build stuff, we have these wonderful, sleek, super duper wings. Uh, this one's actually got crossfire in it. Um, and then what we do is we stick an antenna on the top of it, like that. We don't stick it out the bottom. Or you can, you can, you can try to, but every one of these super duper sleek models that you make. We end up doing this. Now, of course, this is a menace antenna. Hello, Greg. Um, but this is what we end up doing. And I and I said to Greg, hang on a minute, there's got to be a better way for fixed wing to have an FPV antenna 
that's aerodynamic that doesn't look like a lollipop stick stuck out the top <laughs> of your wing or plane or whatever it is for fixed wing. And I said, I've, I've, I've had this idea. Can we not make it so that the antenna can be sunk so it's flat against the wing and have some kind of aerodynamic shell that goes over the top? And Greg went, yeah, we could. And then carried on sitting his plane, <laughs> right? So, <laughs> so fast forward to summer twenty uh, to summer last year, twenty nineteen, because of course you know before the world exploded. So we're sat there again having another pint, and I says to, I says to Greg, Greg, do you remember that idea we had? I pitched two. The other one was um, someone else did it. I said we've had this idea, and we talked about it. Yeah, have you managed to do anything on it? And Greg went very quiet and sipped his pint. And I said, you do realize there's no antennas on the market specifically built for <clears> fixed wing because they're all like this. We all, this is what we have to do. We have to stick it. We have to have the lollipop. I, I want something that's aerodynamic. It's like a little bubble. And then I don't know if you remember, but um, FR Sky came out with something called the Rover, which was a tricopter. And it, and it, it, it it's a, a, like a white and um, orange thing. And, um, Bloody hell, what they did is they put the antenna underneath it on the belly. So when it's flying above you, the antenna is actually pointing down towards you. So I sent uh, Greg a picture of this. I sent a picture when I was doing the review and I just went, Greg, this is what we're talking about, but it's not aerodynamic. <laughs> and Greg took another sip of his pint. And <laughs> <laughs> went, I'll think about it. I'll think about it. Anyway, fast forward to the end of last year, this is how long it's been going on. Greg starts working on this because the, the challenge of course, is that not only have you got the antenna that sticks out like this, you've also got all the gubbins underneath the antenna that you've got to, to how do you get neatly from a, a sunken in antenna onto your VTX and uh, went through loads of iterations, loads of testing at Christmas. Um, it looked like it was going to be out for Easter do you remember this, Greg? Yeah, yeah. When we thought it was Easter. Jesus. Yeah. Um, uh, so much so, I actually put it in an article that I was writing for a magazine because we're like, oh, it, it'll be out for Easter. It'll be fine. Because Greg's like, I'm nearly there. I've got the designs. It's a polycarbonate shell. It's aerodynamics. All going to be great. Brilliant, brilliant. Just got to get the samples in. And we've, and then if it's not perfect, I'll tweak it and we'll get the final ones in. Great, Greg. We're great. And then COVID happened. China closed. The world fell apart. <laughs> And then suddenly, what's a three-week cycle to do, um, you know, a change and a check became a three-month cycle. So the first lot came in about, was about April? Was it something like that that came in, yeah, right? the was, first lot? I think it was, it was sort of Feb February-ish. Um, we had the first samples off of the um, injection mold tool. That was it. And then you put you tested them, and they, they weren't up to your standard. No. Rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I'm desperate to get my hands on one, and he and he's uh, uh, oh, you can send me one. He's like, no, 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 I'm not happy with them. Uh, we're got, we're going to do some retooling. Oh crap! And then uh, they literally ha are just going to are out tomorrow. And what we're talking about that is the FPV Ooh. antenna. Ah. So it looks. It reminds me of the the little bump for the GPS antenna. Exactly. So, so what it is, it's a, it's a little antenna. It's the same as the Thrasher, 
And what it does, it's got a special little doohickey. Stop me if I'm getting too technical here, Greg. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds fine. (laughs) Okay, that turns it from SMA into MMCX, and then there's a flying lead, and the flying lead can be MMCX, SMA, or BNC, I think, anyway. Um, And then that goes into your video transmitter. But what it means is that rather than have the lollipop of doom, what we can have, and I've... And this is literally the first one in the world. (laughs) Hopefully you can see that. Um, You have this little polycarbonate shell that goes under the bottom. How sleek is that? That is very neat. And it works, I can attest to, because I literally was the first one. Greg sent me over one of the first batch and just went, give it a shot. So, of course, I put it in my nano drag. And, of course, now we've talked about it on Let's Drone Out. All those people, if you've been watching the NanoDrap build and wonder why one of the videos has been marked as private and you can't watch it, it's because <laughs> it's because <laughs> I had that in and Greg, and Greg hasn't announced this yet. So um, so if you are a fixed-wing pilot and you don't want the lollipop of doom anymore and you want to do something that's super sleek, then this works. The other thing is it's right-hand and left-hand polarised. You've done both, haven't you, bud? Yeah, yeah, we've done. So just, um, yeah, we've got right hand, we've got left hand. We've got extension leads, which connect uh, inside the plane. And you can have SMA, MMCX, or UFL. So we've covered, hopefully, all the variations and possibilities of your VTXs. Yeah, Yeah, it looks very much like the, you know, an antenna bump that you get on... Like an actual full-size aircraft. It looks looks very yeah, scale exactly. pleasing. Because the first thing I was going to say initially when he said it's like we're getting rid of the stem, therefore it's going to be aerodynamic, is like, oh, well, you want to get it away from your aircraft. But I suppose what you're doing with that stem is trying to get above it so you're not blocking it. But if it's underneath the aircraft and Doesn't matter. pretty much attached to the fuse, then it's it's still a decent line of sight towards yourself. So you can see this this bit sticking out the bottom, that you would bury into your plane. Oh, yeah. And then what we've got here, we've had to have a custom-made connector, which is MMCX on the end there, but it attaches to the RG402, which is is very important for the the operation of the uh, Pagoda-style antenna that we use. But, yeah, you've got a few tabs um, on the... uh, molding there and you just basically you, you put a 10 mil hole in your wing that goes that goes into the wing and then you just glue the four tabs in place and that's it you, you're done and then inside you just connect your mmcx you can connect that directly to a vtx or we've got extensions which is mmcx to the various other connections can i order them now <laughs> yeah yes um right so we've we've made the website live about two minutes before we come on air um we've got them the all the stock is ready to ship and we're going to start shipping on saturday Hmm. you see you guys are ahead because my video on this is not out until tomorrow so tomorrow at six o'clock my video about what this is goes live so literally you are the first people apart from me and greg to actually see this thing and it's so nice to actually talk about it after two years of basically watching greg sit pints ignoring me (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> until yeah, like, just like that <laughs> what, 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 did, what do you say what do you say <laughs> yeah well yeah yeah that, that yeah that's interesting ideally <laughs> and so they're called the aeropod they're called aeropod, aeropod. yeah mm. yeah 
So uh, it's like a little pod and it's aerodynamic. I mean, if you if you look on the website, there is um, some simulation diagrams showing how the um, the how the drag the air goes over the antenna, and it is really designed for minimum drag, even though it's only ten mil proud of the uh, the wing itself. So mm. so that so that that was the idea. The other idea, if you're interested, was to put a uh, to record locally on the VTX. Uh, with an SD card so that you wouldn't have any of the breakup. You can still record your on-screen display. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, someone else did that. In fact, yeah. two manufacturers did that. So, um, yeah, we, d- we didn't get anywhere near that. So, amazing. We, it, it's quite funny. We have these I- – I usually have these wacky ideas when I sit down with Greg normally at Western. So, uh, so yeah, I haven't been able to give you any stupid ideas this year, mate. Sorry. <laughs> Do we have any coupon codes? Coupon codes. <laughs> <laughs> got, got, got one for Sainsbury's, Jack. Do you want that? Get a few quid off your shopping. No, no, I'm fine. Fair enough. No, I'm gonna. I'm, there we go. Just unmarking my fingers. Uh, there we go. My my video that actually shows me putting it into the track is now viewable in the playlist. Now, now, now we've talked about it. I just added it to the description on here as well. Fantastic. Thanks, cool. brother. All right. So you want me to put a coupon code up, do you? <laughs> I I, no, it's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be. I, I, uh, I won't be joining your email list. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> no coupon. Can you make? Can you make the code Jack Sulking? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'll tell you my, what. Uh, my my company's Tony's mum. <laughs> <laughs> you're not ordering now are you <laughs> i am ordering now i'm ordering now cool well, look, i tell you i've, I'll I'll tell I've ordered you what. two for me and one of them's a present for someone else cool i tell you what um we will we will create a coupon code for audio listeners and we're doing audio code and um we'll make that live after the show in let's run it um, all the way through the weekends till Monday. How's that saying? That's very kind of you, mate. Thank you. All right. <laughs> and, and Frank, quick, change the title to World Exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> Which it was. <laughs> yeah, there it, you is. Go. it is. I've, I've put in an order. There you go. No way. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Thank you very Thank you, much. Luke. Yeah. Hang on. Da-da. Good man. Da-da. Oh my word! <laughs> there you go, buddy. There we go. That's it. How many? How many did you order, Greg? <laughs> <laughs> Just enough for Jack's order, by the looks of it. But I must admit, it is one of those daft ideas that, as if you're if you're a wing builder. And you're always putting the lollipop of doom on top of these really nicely, you know, you spend all your time hiding all the wires and things away and making them as sleek as possible. And then you put one of the lollipops on. Um, it, it it did seem like such an obvious thing. And I'm surprised. I, the only thing I was worried about when we started working on this after Greg had finished his pint <laughs> was that someone else was going to beat us to the punch and come mm. out with because if you think about it there's loads of fixed wing pilots who i'm sure will look at that and go oh yeah it kind of makes a lot of sense because i was trying to do things like you know the little um what's the small antenna that you've got greg the really the, the little stubby one is it the not the thrasher thrasher the thrasher yeah the thrasher yeah 
Because I was even trying to sink them into the into the wing, but the problem is, is when you sink them in, then you need a right angled uh, BNC connector, and then you've got the the cable to go up. And by the time you've done that, um, you know you you have to have a really thick wing in order to hide all that gubbins. So you just couldn't do it. So I was I'm just surprised that nobody else, unless somebody else can um, tell us different, that nobody else yeah. has kind of thought of why not make an FPV antenna specifically for fixed wing that's that's nice and neat. Mm. I, yep. I must say I'm particularly pleased that you you did the aerodynamic side of things as well because obviously in the quad world the aerodynamics thing when people talk about aerodynamics it always just a a triggers me and be, <laughs> everyone get behind the couch nj's gonna go kick off but yeah obviously quadcopters inherently have absolutely nothing aerodynamic about them and and when it comes to the aerodynamics on on an aircraft it's a real big thing because an antenna just an antenna actually creates quite a big amount of drag in fact a good point of reference for this is one of the major speed limits. So if you remember on those big old, uh, the, the old of war biplanes, you know, one of the biggest things that slowed those down, it wasn't a power problem. It was all the string bracing yeah. between the upper and lower, lower wing. And if yeah. you ever watch the oscillation of those, if you ever saw what was actually happening to them and they'd get into oscillation at certain, uh, wind speeds the amount of drag that would come off the back of those was absolutely horrific they'd, they'd get off the ground very quickly for, for having lots of lift which was good for short runways but the drag was was a big thing so that little thing just that tiny little change in aerodynamic uh, improvement can actually make meaningful differences on a, on a wing so yeah bravo sir <laughs> There's been a really good question from Long Range FPV, which is, can you use them with DJI FPV? Uh, now I know the answer to this, but I'm going to hand over to the guy that designed them to answer this, because uh, I'm not getting anywhere near that. Um, Greg, over to you. <laughs> right. Um, so, look, we, we made them in right hand, we made them in left hand, and we made them with various connectors. Um, so, effectively, you can connect these up to a DJI um, video transmitter. So um, it, 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 it will um, work, you know, the same, it's the same principle as us upgrading our analog antennas. It's, it's the same thing and it covers the frequency bands of DJI. So it should work really well. And I say should because I've not actually tested it myself with a DJI unit yet. So we will do that. Mm. But because they've got the right connectors in the left hand, it should it yeah. should work. The, yeah. the only thing is you're probably going to want to mount them not on the same part of the plane so they're both in the same direction. You're probably going to, if it's a round fuse, you probably want mm. them, uh, you know, at an angle so you get a little bit more diversity in coverage. Um, but but we, 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 we did talk about that. Um, the left-hand circular polarizer are available. It's just we haven't had a chance to test it. But that, but it's yeah. a but it's a standard Menace RC antenna under that sexy dress. Um, it mm. just you know because that, that's all it is. It's it's a it's a standard uh, Martin Bar Pagoda antenna that we all been using from Menace forever in uh, a sexy black dress that goes on the top, and then there's a little bit of mad science at the back, which is the connector, which actually took Greg a long time to find. That takes it from the the coax that's used inside the antenna to the coax that's the last thin one that you can use to run to your VTX. Yeah, we, we, we actually ended up having those made specially um, because there, there wasn't such a thing which would connect to the RG402. So um, that was one of the other major delays in getting it ready for production. 
Well, you, oh t- you tried a couple of things, hadn't you? And none of them, you were getting some yeah. s- serious losses through all the other ideas that were out there. Yeah, we, we tried all sorts of different cables, connections, um, micro strips, 90 degree micro strips and so on. And everything was not just not performing how it should. So in the end, it was just like, let's make a connector that's specific for this antenna. In fact, it was PCBs at one point. It was actually yes. like a flat PCB with the uh, elements and everything soldered on and then going yeah. off that you could. And that would have been, re- if that had worked, it would have been immense because you'd probably saved about five or six millimeters of the depth. Because yes. the, the I know that some people will ask this, but the, the, the depth from the back of the plastic polycarbonate shell to the top of the brass adapter is 20 millimeters. So mm-hmm. you do need to either have a 20 millimeter thick wing for it to all be hidden away or what it means is in something like this when you mount it underneath the top pokes out beautifully ready to so that you can just snap the mmcx connector on the side um but you need 20 millimeters or more to mount it um either through or in yeah i'm really looking forward to having a go with that one i think that'll be nice on well on that wing i'll stick it on that wing Cool. It, it's um, really good. If you want to see how it performs, just last thing from me, I the maiden video from the Nanodrax series that's just started. Uh, the Nanodrax's been done, it's been flown, it's been taken care of. The maiden video uh, is all done with the with that antenna, and you can see how well it performs because I, you know, again, you, you can't help flying a Nanodrax. Well, only Drac, like you stole it. And even though it was a maiden, probably got a little bit carried away. Uh, but all of that FPV footage that you're viewing in the, in the maiden was through that antenna. Remember, when the officer asks, you were flying enthusiastically, Lee. That's right. Now, I had my spotter, Uncle Ross. <laughs> he's he, Actually, if you listen to the audio... Um, on the maiden, he's the he's worse because I I start the maiden and I throw it up and I'm flying around and I'm doing fifty percent throttle and it's doing sixty four miles an hour or whatever it was, so I'm going oh it's it's faster than I thought it was going to be and then uh, then you can hear on the audio him going go on give it a run and I'm just like yeah okay then so he's he, he's definitely the, the the bad influence and then we're, then we're doing all these all these strafing runs down the uh, <laughs> but the thing is with the they make such a stupid noise they do you know you just get that over the top of you and then all you can hear is him and I laughing like we always do when we're doing these things just just because it, you know you have this little dot in the distance and then it just goes whoop and it's another little dot as it kind of screams into the air but um but no, I'm interested to see. I mean, I'm, personally, I'm kind of interested to see what, how, how this goes and what the feedback is. And I'm interested to see how long it is before other people think, oh, that's not a bad idea and start to copy it. But, um, <laughs> but, but yeah, but, you know, I, I, I need to say thanks to Greg for sticking with me and, and actually not just telling me to shut the up every time <laughs> we, we spoke. And I said, so how's the arrow put coming? And Greg went, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> um, for, for, actually, for, for not telling me to wipe my neck, so thank you, thank you, Greg, for sticking with uh, me. Because because as a because as a wing pilot, you have made me very happy, and I'm I'm uh, going to be ordering five tomorrow, probably with the LDO code. <laughs> I I've cool. done it without the LDO code, but everyone oh. thanked me. I'm sorry, yeah. Greg. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be uh, like something like two percent. It's going to be like shut up, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're doing. We're doing a, a minus 5%. <laughs> there we go. That will go Fantastic. on the Patreon and the Facebook and everywhere else I can think to put it. 
That's um, fantastic. Cool. The I know the the sort of three of us up here uh, are kind of eyeing up the uh, how the the DJI is gradually making its way through the FPV population and eyeing it with suspicion uh, <laughs> with with your because uh, you've got your special antennas for the for the goggles um how's how's the sales of those been going i i've seen quite a lot of them around so i imagine Mm. they're quite popular i think what what it is we we've done some work done a lot of work um i think i I, when i was on last i think we might talked about them but um done a lot of work with um david in italy and um we found that the best solution was just stick your high gain patches on the bottom two ports so we developed what we call the DigiPack. It's two of our um, Pico patches that are left-hand, RPSMA, etc. And they've been received really well um, into the hobby. And we've, we've, sold, we've sold a fair few of them. And I think everyone who's had them has been very pleased. We've even seen videos of guys um, doing very long-range flights. We, we, we won't say how far, but using, but oh, using 500 like, meters. Yes, That's exactly. 499.9. Right, right to the edge of line of sight, but no yeah. further. <laughs> but um, yeah, they, they, they were doing it with the Cadex um, Vista module as well. So only one antenna on, on the drone. And they were getting absolutely crystal clear reception all the way out at um, some crazy distances with mm. our, just a standard antenna on the drone and our, our um, digipack on the goggles. I, I can actually weigh in on that as well because um, I was chatting with with uh, with Bloods um, because he picked up uh, a couple and we we were yes. we've been messing around with our new little three inch uh, frame and we had the Vista on that. And he actually sent me some DVR footage where he didn't go very far away, but just through the densest, thickest forest, got all the way through the forest on the other side with this three-inch Vista pick and still perfect clarity using the patches where it had otherwise fallen over. So the actual penetration from, and this is from footage I've seen firsthand, is is exceptional. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you, I mean, there's there's all these discussions online of uh, we should have them on the top port, we should have them on the bottom, we should have it on both. But um, it, it, they just work brilliantly on the bottom, and that is purely because the bottom two ports receive, That's whereas what Chris the, top, had, yeah. the top port transmits. And if you go into a high multipath environment, you're going to transmit, you're going to stuff all that extra signal into that area. It's all going to bounce around, get messy. Um, so, yeah, just the bottom ports and um, some even the standard antennas on the top works brilliant. Yeah, it makes yeah, sense. That's, awesome. that's how I fly it, and I must admit, I do like those. It's it's it's, it's interesting, Greg, as a manufacturer, to say, no, don't buy four of my antennas. <laughs> just, just, just buy the two. The two are yeah. good. Well, on behalf of the top row, we'd all like to weigh in, but up here, we are the have-nots. Down there, <laughs> this is the difference. This is, I was divided by a common set of windows. <laughs> Well, if we ever get to fly together, then yeah, we'll bring all the, the HD stuff and yeah, yeah the bottom row will be fine and we'll, we'll blow out all you guys at the top. So it's, yeah, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, NJ, when you're wearing the goggles, 
<laughs> you won't know where I am. I know how dangerous you are. Yeah. Your spotter uh, better be quick. <laughs> oh dear. Getting like Greg now, drinking loads. No offense. Yeah, good man. You are French now, so. We. Oui. <laughs> Lee has pretty much uh, put the rumor across you're some sort of, you have some sort of drinking problem because we do hear that every time yeah. you speak, you sip beer. Yeah. Which it, I think it's fair. It's true. Beer, wine, uh, yeah, anything. <laughs> I, I, I think to, I think to be fair that I am usually drinking at the same time, so it's, it might it might be my bad influence. But it, but you definitely you know you, you, in the French chateau out there, Greg, you've definitely you've embraced the lifestyle, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's two euros wine, wine on your cornflakes out there, isn't it? Surely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We there there's, there's some very good wines, and they're about two euros a bottle, and. Um, we get through a few of them. Things <laughs> <laughs> very thorough at many thank you. <laughs> oh my word. This episode was recorded in front of a live online audience, downloaded and edited to make sense when it's played audio only, censored to please the iTunes people, hosted on the internet, forwarded through to your podcast provider, downloaded, playing on your device, and is now playing in your ears, all thanks to our Patreons. Consider joining them and you'll also get other online benefits. Find out more at patreon.com forward slash let's drone out. Should we talk about another antenna? Yeah, I've, yeah Rick, another Rick, new Rick, product as well, isn't Rick, there? Yeah, Rich is asking yeah. about the Viper. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw him. So this one. I can't get me left and right, up and down. There we go. So the Viper. <clears throat> so what we've done with the Viper is... Pretty similar to what we've done. We, we had the Invader, and then we, re, we designed the Pico. So the Pico was a higher-gain patch. Um, so in the linear world, we had the Bandicoot, so we've done the same thing. We've designed the Viper. So it's a higher-gain linear patch. Um, it's, uh, it was released a few days ago, probably about a week ago, I think, um, and again, it's been received really well. We've done a, a whole load of testing with it. You can um, achieve much further range than the Bandicoot. Um, the sort of the, the beam whip is very similar to the Bandicoot, so uh, it works works fairly well in um, all, all the situations that you would expect from Bandicoot. Um, people will probably ask, is this replacing the Bandicoot? Um, I would like to think it's an addition to the range, but I'm sure people, uh, customers will um, buy what they want and, um, yeah, it'll go that way. So, yeah. I don't know if you can see behind me, that's a rig to test a quad. And actually on there is my, that is my, uh, you put, yeah, maybe you can just about see it, but my, that, there it is on the tip where my, oh, it is hard, this Greg, isn't it? Doing it left and right. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's just really, that is my Viper under under there because it's a linear antenna on this Emacs quad. Mm. And I must admit, I think that's pretty, I, I, I love it. I think, I, to be fair, I quite like the standard linear antennas anyway, but that just seems to, uh, just seems to be a little bit more forgiving in the plane that I've done with it the last 10 days. Yeah, so the, um, 
the antenna itself um, for the goggles, there's uh, a pilot um, called Atto. I, have you guys heard of Atto? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's John, isn't so, it? John, yeah, John Hall. He went to a race um, the other week, and he took uh, one of his sniper frames, and he was running it uh, with a linear whip at the race, which might be found on by some, but he ran, he ran a linear whip with a Viper, six pilots in the air, all on analog. He had the clearest signal all day. All the, all the pilots running circular were having all sorts of problems. Hmm. So um, this, this is a bit of a beast for linear. It really is. The thing with linear, though, isn't it right, Greg, is that it's only kind of within like 45 yeah. degrees of, of, of kind of vertical. It is, and then after that, you kind of lose 70. Up to there, you get 70% of the signal, and then as you get yeah. further away from the alignment, you lose the rest. So I suppose if, you, if you're racing and you're not, you're not flippity-floppity freestyle, um, mm. yeah, I could see why that would work. Yeah, I mean, um, with linear, if you've got two linear dipoles or monopoles, when you when you get at a phase like that, you've got your cross polarization, and um, that's when you lose a lot of your signal. But um, what we find when you use a linear patch is that it's way more forgiving. It's it's a higher sensitive, higher sensitivity, so it's a higher gain. But if you are spinning spinning around with your drone, when you go past that worst point of cross polarization, it is hardly noticeable, and you can you can see it in videos um, that you don't you don't experience it that breakup. So, what's the impact on the beam width then? Because because it's got the same element as the Pico has, and that second element seems to. I know in the Pico it, it brought in the beam width a little bit because mm-hmm. you you kind of got more gain and more distance, but you sacrificed a bit of yeah, you, you 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 lose a little bit in the beam width. So this one is like ninety degrees um, this way, um, horizontal ninety degrees vertical. Um, so you've got good all round coverage. Um, with the Bandicoot, it's it's a little bit wider. It's about I think it's about one hundred and five degrees or something without actually pulling the spec up. So you do lose a little bit, but when you talk in terms of the actual sensitivity at let's let's call it a hundred degrees. So if you're using the Bandicoot and you set your beam width was hundred degrees, and it's a lower gain patch compared to the Viper, um, the actual gain at this hundred degrees will be a certain level. But then if you do the same thing with the Viper and you've got a, it's got a smaller beam width, you're still going to be receiving at hundred degrees, but because it's a higher gain. At that point, same point as the Bandicoot, you will still receive the same same level of um, signal. So whilst you can say, yeah, what's the beam width? It's really, well, you should be saying, what's the beam width and what's the gain and what am I actually going to be receiving at those angles, right. if that makes sense to everyone. So, so if I can just, so, so what you're saying <laughs> is because it has a, a higher gain, even though the beam width is is narrower because uh-huh. it has a higher gain. You still get the same kind of reception on the fringes anyway because it's a yeah. higher gain antenna. Yeah, is that right? That, okay, that's essentially it. Because when you when you um, determine the beam width for an antenna, you take the half power points, which is minus three dB back. Um, so that's how you work out your points. But if you 
yeah, so on the fringes of the Viper, you're still going to receive the signal at the same level as you would with the Viper, which is on spec, got a wider beam. Right. We, is it worthwhile making a video on this at some point, Greg? Because yeah. to be honest, we need a, we yeah. need a diagram. Yeah. <laughs> Let's make a video. We'll make a video. Oh, look. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> nice. For those listening on the podcast, Jack is now uh, not quite on the back of a fag packet, but close, drawing <laughs> drawing a diagram. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. awesome that, that it, it's perfectly clear now jack thank you for that awesome. <laughs> I, 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 under, I understand exactly what greg was saying all, all, all i know is that if you use what is it a linear transmitter with a circular polarized receiver isn't it something like up to 13 db negative? Right. yeah so if you mix the signals you will lose 3 db regardless of what angle you're at you it's, it's gone you're never make the phase um no because because you're you're mixing you're mixing polarization so you know linear to linear you get your maximum signal strength linear to sorry circular to circular you'll get your maximum signal strength circular to linear it's going to reduce by 3 db Mm. It's amazing how many people I see who still uh, fly with circular polarized antennas with linear on their models you know like the little um toothpicks and things like that and it just uh it does make a big difference i know it, it feels really weird putting that you know those are the rubber ducky antennas and the fat sharp ones you we all get and we used to throw away and you know um what's it uh you know uh oh god x x jet always used to make a joke of like throwing that away when he unboxed goggles uh actually screwing one of those old style rubber ducky antennas <laughs> into your you know 500 pound goggles feels really weird but actually it's the best thing to do if you've got a whip antenna on your model well, well, you say that, but without that patch antenna, isn't the problem that you're you're having the hit of that 3DB loss if you're using circular polarization? But as soon as you go out of orientation and you get dephased, don't you lose an awful lot more? And it's best to take that 3DB hit. But if, That's, of course, if you put it in line with that linear patch, then you're sort of getting the best out of both worlds. Yes, yeah, that 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 is right. But I think what what I was sort of explaining earlier is that. With the patch, it's much more forgiving. So, say you say you have your two um, linear monopoles or dipoles. When you get to ninety degrees, that's the worst point, and it's about a minus thirty degree thirty dB um, loss. Yes. So, with the with the patch, when you when you um, get to ninety degrees, it's it's way more forgiving than using two. Oh, is that because that, that gain is sort of pulling that power back, as you were yeah, saying? Because you've got the gain is there, and it's not it's not like you've got two thin pieces of wire, and then you've only got that cross section. You know, where my two fingers cross, that's that's what you're left with. With the patch, it's quite a big copper area that you've got there. So, oh. I, I love the oh. fact. Sorry, sorry. I'm just going to say, I love the fact, Greg, that actually you don't quite know exactly how these linear patches work. They just work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <just, laughs> when, when, he, when he came out with the first one, he sent it to me. I was like, oh, this is really interesting. So so what have you done? How's it work? And he went, I'm actually not sure. I just did this design of it, and it was amazing for linear. I was like, oh, okay, right, fine. So not only did you, you not know how it works, you've actually managed to improve on it and still yeah. not completely sure exactly how it works inside yeah. but the, uh, the best yeah. the easiest way to describe it is it, it's far less forgiving <laughs> what's jack sharing now 
So that's that's what he's on about with the the circular polar. It's how how um, a, a circular polarized RF yeah. wave pro- propagates. So the, the, uh, the reds, the 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 linear. Is that right? Going back. Well, you've got all. We well, got the red and the green component, haven't you? Which would actually yeah. like yes. be, be the element. Yeah, so that's, that a, that's two linear signals summing there to create a circular polarized. So you you have two linear signals, and one of them is ninety degrees out of phase. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, red and green is your two linears. Blue is the sum of the two. But if they were both in phase, you wouldn't get circular. It's got to be ninety degrees out. Mr. Shady's asking, is there um, the best linear for the is there a dipole that's the best linear for the model? Oh. For the model? Yeah. Um, so but what I, I'm guessing we're talking about the fact that it's got some kind of Oh, there we go. There's the there's the two ver- vertical polarized. Oh that's horizontal. Sorry about that, Greg. They're only doing that because they're being observed. There's a fight I can start. (laughs) (laughs) Who let him back on? (laughs) Schrodinger's FPV. (laughs) There is a question. Best linear for the model. So uh, at the moment, um, for the models, just the the little wire um, sort of like whip type antennas. If you are into making them yourselves, we've got up on thingiverse a little 3d tool that you can print or if you haven't got a 3d printer you can go on the website and you can buy the 3d print and basically you use some coax cable and it's got little apertures and things built into it so you can strip it cut it make the um the ground parts and everything and it comes out perfectly tuned every time if if you're into making antennas um Uh we also did that video, Greg, about um, the difference between circular polarized and linear, and then we actually rotated yeah. the two together to show you in which instance yeah. a linear is actually a better option than circular. Because the thing is, we all assume that circular polarized is the best because when you're flipping and rolling and in, you're not sure what orientation you're going to be in, you have a very good chance that you're going to still get the same kind of reception, no matter how the orientation is between the two antennas, because that's kind of the whole point of circular polarized. With li- with linear, the way it works is that if you are if you're only going to get about 45 degree out of phase with the two elements, so you may be flying the wing and you're not looping and rolling. Sometimes linear is actually a better bet. It gives you a better signal strength and less dropout. Yeah, uh, we did that video on it. There's a there's a video in the FPV antenna lab that Greg yes. did all the testing for. Yeah, it's well worth having a look at the FPV antenna lab because we cover a lot of things, a lot of questions that are raised by pilots, and we've tested them with um, vector network analyzers and things like that. Yeah, all your expensive stuff that none of none of us have. Yep, the IP <laughs> is linear. Yeah, where, yeah. Where's our Yagi, Menace? A Yagi. You want a Yagi <laughs> or a Yogi, whatever. I like I like the Yagi antennas because they they look like your classic kind of forty science fiction ray gun. <laughs> it's yeah. like a, it's just like a TV antenna, isn't it? It's just yeah, hold one of those up right. and look bigger. <laughs> uh, Essentially, yes, <laughs> they are Yagi, Yagi, Yogi. 
Earlier, there was a, a question from Clive uh, asking, can we have a better looking rubber ducky? So I guess that'd be like a linear periscope to go with the yeah. linear Pico patch. Can we have one like a Toyota Corolla that when you switch your radio <laughs> on it, it goes up? or when when you get excited (laughs) yeah oh my word yeah I'll I'll have a look at linear or or for aerodynamic purpose could we actually make it the shape of a duck because mother nature made those pretty aerodynamic (laughs) (laughs) were they aerodynamic or aquadynamic Yeah. A linear antenna that actually had a cross section that was more teardrop shaped, so it actually in the airflow it, it acted aerodynamically. Is nicely a real? It's not a bad idea, actually. Yeah. NJ, I like that one. Yeah. Like the antenna fins that you see on the back of like a seven three seven or something. Yeah, 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 just to help the airflow separate off the back a little bit for the drag. That would probably be a good idea on things like going back to Wayne's thing we talked about earlier. The telemetry radios, you know, those big. Um, rubber ducky antennas for things like telemetry radios for Arducopter. Not that it's going to be going that quick, but it's an, yeah. it's an interesting idea. Come on, come on, menace, drink more so you might actually do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, we, we need to go through about another five pints before we yeah. get to the point where he actually pulls out the design pencil. <laughs> How's your pond? My pond. Well, river, stream. River. Oh yeah, yeah. Your it's not your if, <laughs> Do you want to explain why I'd ask <laughs> such a question? Right. Um, yeah. So here, here in France, we actually live in an old mill, an old water mill, and we're renovating it. Um, and part of the renovation is that we're going to try and restore um, the waterways around the mill. Um, one part of the mill, there's a like a, a vortex turbine chamber which was used i think back in the 90s to generate electricity um another part of the mill there's a load of raceways which were used for breeding trout so um we're gonna sort of update and do all that so but we had floods in the winter which it was more of a lake than a pond um but yeah it's completely completely dry out there now and there's hardly any water coming through the stream yeah. So this leads on to lithium ion. Have you made a power wall? And will you make us power lithium ion packs? <laughs> or I could ask you about your goat. <laughs> your oh goat. my God. <laughs> I'm in control. <laughs> oh no. Lithium ion. Uh, yes. I, I, lithium ion is what I want to store the energy in when we get to making the electricity. And the goat is a pain in the. Arse. <laughs> <laughs> That's the donkey, Greg. We've talked about this. Oh, dear. <laughs> Is that London me in London? It's got to be Andrew. Not me. Not me. It's me. It's me. It's oh. my wife's car that she got her alarm fixed, or I should say fixed today, <laughs> but not fixed. I will mute myself until it's turned off. I mean, do, do check it's not genuine burglary because there is always that possibility. <laughs> We're a very middle class area. We don't have car thieves here. We leave that to Frank's area. Oh, we just don't have cars. You just don't, can't risk cars. Uh, there was a good question from Sun and Dad FPV uh, asking about the Aeropod um, on a wing. Should they be placed on the underside? 
really good question, and um, we didn't really cover that properly. No, perhaps we should get <laughs> back to it. Um, the, the shell of the Aeropod is uh, polycarbonate injection molded, so it's really tough. Um, we've designed it primarily to mount underneath the wing. Um, the main reason for that is because if you say you're mounting it onto the fuselage, you'll have your, all your electronics inside. So if it was on top, electronics, you're stood underneath. So pop it underneath and you're going to get a clearer signal down to your FPV, FPV receiving gear. Yeah, so wherever, wherever you can, if you can mount it underneath, because the plane in theory should always be above head height, unless something's really gone wrong, then the idea is is that you always have a clear visual line onto the antenna at the bottom. The re one of the reasons that we end up doing the lollipop of doom, or I do anyway, is because what I'm trying to do is get all the active elements as far away from things like the battery, flight controller, ESC, cabling, everything else that's inside the model so that the, the signal can come through a part of the foam, through the plane, through the air into my goggles. The idea with the Aeropod is we don't have to worry about that. If, if that's popped under the wing and it's here, then when it's above head height, I'm looking, or the goggle antenna is looking directly at the active elements of the antenna. There's no chance of, unless you're flying upside down, of course, uh, of actually being on the wrong side of something like a big lithium-ion uh, battery or LiPo battery. And, and you should be only on the side unless you're flying inverted a lot or doing lots of trench runs. That's the answer. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And, and you should have a clear line of sight all the way to the mm. ice wall too, shouldn't you? Because obviously there's no <laughs> curvature to worry about. Just trying to make up for Tony not being here, guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, hang on. Let me let me turn it a what from so not Tony. Greg, yeah. where is the null point? <laughs> The null point. Oh my word! What on on the antennas? Maybe, on, unless you've got one. <laughs> I'm worried now. <laughs> um, pretty much every antenna has a null point. Dead on top. Dead on bottom. Oh, it's um, the same. Taurus. Yeah. So when you look at all these fabulous um, 3D sphere multicolored diagrams that you see on antenna manufacturers, um, each if you look at the very top and the very bottom, even if it's a complete sphere, there will be a null point here and here because it's pretty much impossible to get a perfect sphere um, from, from the antenna. And if you have a look on our website, you'll see the sphere for this one. Oh, hang on. Let me... Uh, I which looks, looks suspicious of like all your other antennas, Greg, which is not a surprise, really, because... Yeah. Are you just copying and pasting the same radiation pattern, Greg? Literally the... Yeah. Control M of the mirror. <laughs> the, um, the internals of this one... Uh, exactly the same as our Thrasher antenna. So the performance of this is exactly the same as the Thrasher antenna. The Thrasher antenna was a slight redesign of the Pagoda, specifically um, to make the Balin part of it smaller. But also, we the first round of antennas we've done, we used ABS. This uses polycarbonate. 
So therefore, we had to make a few small changes to the design. Um, mm -hmm. So, yes. Oh, actually, that, that, you've just reminded me, Greg, something we haven't talked about. The mm. uh, I had a couple of questions, and we were talking about this. The, the tune of the antenna is designed so that with a polycarbonate shell clipped on the top, because it only clipped, right? Um, yeah. That it looks like that. It is perfectly tuned for 5.8 like all the other antennas are. Um, yeah. Do not put stickers, paint, oh, decals, yeah. <laughs> or anything else on top of the uh, polycarbonate shell because you will affect the tune. So just like we've talked about here. Yeah. Oh, look, that looks very familiar. It's on a proper the little radar then. Um, yeah, so you, so you have to be really careful. Uh, do, do, definitely don't paint it with any paint with things like metal flaking. That would be really bad. But even <laughs> yeah. things like putting decals, stickers, um, laminating foam, if you're going to have any of those on your model, put the Aeropod on top of that, not underneath, because otherwise you'll affect the performance. TPU as well, keep that away. Do, does that mean if you, if you cracked or lost the little cover for it, you should replace that because that's part of the tuning? Or takes into account um, part of the tuning. Yeah, if you take the cover off, um, the tuning shifts. Right. So whilst it would still work, it will not work optimally. So you really need to have it as is. So yes, if you did lose the cover or break the cover, then yeah, you need to put a replacement on. Does that mean that well, we can get? Why like can't we buy a replacement cover? I'll sell you yep. a replacement cover. You've broken it already. <laughs> 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 he already owned it, already owned it 15 minutes ago. Um, I'm I'm them, but enough. he had someone stamped on him back at the warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh does that mean that there's the possibility that we can like buy different uh, covers tuned to different frequencies? So if, like Tony, you're always flying on R1 because you've got button VTXs <laughs> that you haven't connected up to smart audio, you can have a special R1 tuned cover. Um, well, you, you don't tune the cover for the antenna. You tune the antenna for the cover. cover. So um, you would, if you wanted specifically built <laughs> antennas for, for optimum, I mean, the, you know, the center frequency is set at each of those race bands, you would end up with eight complete different antennas. Wow. Although, uh, who knows what's in the spares bin, Greg? You might get, get, get the, you know, if, if there's one up there, you, you know, you might be able to stick it in the in the stuff you're about to send, Jack. Yeah, penis shaped antenna for Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't hear that. What was that? It's fine. It doesn't. No, no, you'd, um, no, no. <laughs> yeah, a lovely hen party gift. Greg is not making willy-shaped antennas. One of the other ideas I've given to Greg that, that that's slightly less controversial was I did say to Greg he should do special editions of his antennas in different colours because they tend to be black or white or other things. And I said, you know, do red or pinks or yellows or oranges or whatever, and then people can have, you know, can kind of customise their kit. And uh, and I've been asking that for yonks and yonks, and that's de at the moment we're still having that that <laughs> oh really reacting to every time, <laughs> but I think that's quite a good idea. But apparently, it's something to do with the, because it's all PCB based. Mm. You're saying, Greg, it's the color of the PCBs you can get it in, or something. There's there's only a certain number of color PCBs, plus our our, our inventory go through the roof. Mm. 
So, yeah, we we have got a lot of SKUs as it is. It, I mean, just just for this one antenna with, with the three different um, connectors, there's six, six different SKUs for it. So, and then, then I'm sure I'm going to get asked on these little extensions because these are 15 centimeters that people are going to want 25 or 30 versions or five centimeters or whatever. So the skews for that is going to grow ridiculously um, with the extensions. So, yeah, I, uh, Colours. The bottom line is yeah. we're not going to get any different colours, are we, Greg? That's what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, they're all like they're all like Ford cars. Yeah, any colour you want, so long as it's black, black. or black and white if it's the Viper. Yeah, this, this, this is Greg politely saying, "Wind your neck in, Lee." <laughs> yeah, I'm, st- I'm still going to chip away. Uh, I was, uh, you know, I, there's at least another five pint conversations before I give back. <laughs> I just, it's just something that nobody else is doing, and uh, you know, I was even joking for some of the. Um, uh, you know, things for charity and stuff. If you could ever get it worked out, that you, for every uh, antenna that you did, you'd do a donation and things like that. It, it was a whole idea, but turns out the PCBs don't come in those colours. So, <laughs> And you can't paint the PCBs, of course, because then you're back where we yeah. were a minute ago. If you paint the PCBs, you change the tuning, and that then means that the antennas yeah. don't perform optimally. So you can't do that either. No. Perhaps if you find the right material, you can just send Lee a pack of crayons and he can colour in his little antenna. <laughs> I, you know what? I would, I'm quite happy to, to, to crayon in my painless pill on an antenna. I, but that would keep me quiet for a good half an hour. <laughs> Don't poo in my box and send it to me, my, my order. But couldn't you just screen print your own PCBs? Don't hurt me, Greg. <laughs> We could, but we we use a very reputable PCB company, and they manufacture stuff to amazingly high tolerances. And I suppose we could get the PCBs made and then screen them ourselves. But yeah, but, but no, but <laughs> yeah. Hang on a minute. <laughs> give, him, give him more beer he'll get it <laughs> I'm looking forward to hearing what happens uh, later this year because I don't know if everyone's heard but Western Park has been confirmed to be happening although it is happening in October uh, which is not the usual mm. mid-June weather that uh, Western Park is known for but Risky. they are also known for their you know, pretty impressive night display um, and mm. considering October night will be most of the day, you know, there'd be a lot, lot of night flying, I imagine. Yeah, I'm definitely going. I, I, I just want to hang out with everyone in the hobby. I've just been starved of that for the last all the really good stuff and bumping into people and having a laugh and swapping stories and messing about. I just, yeah, I can't wait for Western Park. Even if I have to wear wellies and a cagoule, I'm going. Which another Minasasi product yes. that I wasn't aware of. Yes. Um, we, have you heard of a company called Teespring? Um, they, they do masks. And oh. we, we thought, right, let's chuck our logos in the artwork onto some masks and put them up on Teespring. So we've got a little Menace Teespring shop. There's three masks on there, three designs, one with a dude, one with the hands, and another one just with the logo. And, I mean, at this time, it's sort of like, yeah, we could sell these. Yeah, we could make a few quid. But 
we said, right, all the sales of those masks, all the profits, um, we donate to charity. And we're going to donate them to the Mind charity, which is the uh, mental health charity. So, yeah, that's, you, that's up and away. That's very good, because we had the same idea with masks, but we were just going to keep all the profits. buy buy Greg's mask instead and and donate to a worthy cause (laughs) we could could do that surely at least you've done a pink one in those masks Greg I'm just looking at them now I might order one good man okay yeah so so a little bit of what I keep banging on about that's awesome (laughs) one for the the girls (laughs) well uh, we're coming up to the end of the hour Uh, I thought it'd probably be worth mentioning that next week because uh, we've we've actually got quite a few weeks of shows lined up. It's it's all getting organised. It's not it's not healthy. We're all going to come out in hives or something. Uh, but next week we do have uh, Stephen from OpenHD will be back on. Hopefully not being taken out by a tree. So we'll see. We should mention he wasn't taken out by a tree, but the power to his house was, which took out his oh. internet badly. Hang on. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh did his penis get hit by a tree? <laughs> that was the hour mark, people. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Very strict time. time. Why has got the better of <laughs> We didn't put another 50p in the meter on Lee, so Lee's gone. <laughs> Where's, um, I'm just going to put a link, Jack. Uh, okay. What, in the private chat? Um, oh, yeah, there's that. Let's go to that. I don't know. Or... I've just popped it in the private chat. I popped it in the private chat. Oh, yeah, there you go. Cool. There you go. Some, something weird happened with my PC then. I was in the middle of cutting and pasting, and my, my, my browser just went, yeah, whatever, I'm out. <laughs> oh, Richard has done it. Thank you. Oh, Why is everyone so much better than this? <laughs> <laughs> I give up. You Thank you, to... chat. I love the chat. Do you want me to sign you guys out or you're done? Do. No worries. Uh, thank you. You've been listening to Let's Show now. Um, we love you all. Uh, we love our patrons. Uh, like, subscribe. Uh, me, me, and, me and Tonster are having a race. Um, we've been joined by... The lovely Menace from menacerc.co.uk. Greg? Thank you for having me. We've been joined by the best mini drac in the world, playing the 360. Good night, everybody. Thank you. That's a lovely model, my friend. Um, The sexiest man in the world, NJ Tech. Never losing this tag, am I? (laughs) Take care, everyone. See you again soon. You haven't seen what I've written on that package I'm sending you. Um, and we've been joined by Andrew slash Frank. Bye. Everyone's favourite curry kitten. Goodbye. And I've been Jack, Brighton Till I Fly. You've been listening to Let's Stro now. Live every Thursday. Thank you. Good night. And there's Good the night. Menace RC coupon code just been put in our little chat here. Capital LDO, little case rocks. All cool. one word. Be, I think, I think you misspelled the word time. Cox. okay yeah what and on that note (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) telemetry lost